Hello everyone and welcome to the show where we've turned complaining into an art form. My name is Christy. And my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse Podcast. We are about to read because it is what? Fundamental. Fundamental. And if you are that person who likes every one of your coworkers, you're the one your coworkers hate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's honestly, true. it's true. So, Illumine, what have you been up to since the last episode? <laughs> At this point, everybody who's listening, come on, say it with me. I'm still going through it. But you know what, though? I have to say, because being self-aware is a gift, I'm going through it a little less than last week. Yay! And in the grand scheme of things, in the past two months and so, it was steadily a terrible decline in how much I was going through it. It was just worse and worse and worse and worse. And for the first time, it's a slight uptick. And I'm like, ah! I love this for me. I love it for me. But I'm still very irritable. I'm still very <laughs> irritable. Like, if you catch me out here, yeah, I'm not in a good mood. And I'm just ready to bite people's heads off. So that's that on that. <laughs> I keep seeing clips of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. And I know nothing about why they're suing each other or what the fuck is happening. But... <laughs> Loki, I gotta say, that Amber Heard woman, she's not looking very likable. I was watching a clip earlier today, and it was pretty much her being very Loki making fun of Johnny Depp for being a soft man. She was saying how, you know, he was crying, and I've never seen a grown man cry. Not even my dad cried when my grandparents died. And I was like, woo, girl, you're saying that on the stand? Did your lawyers not coach you? <laughs> like, yeah, girl, seriously. This is supposed to be rehearsed. They have to put you through a deposition or something, right? Before you stay. Anyway, that woman is just fucking up royally. She needs to just plead the fifth and more, one more things because she keeps digging herself deeper. And Johnny Depp is so fucking hilarious. If you look at his pictures... <laughs> his facial expressions in that chair, it kills me. Anyway, that has been the highlight of my week. The other thing is, the rest of Grace and Frankie season 7 came out. I think this week... Or maybe it came out sooner, but I only saw it this week because this is the only week that I've had an upt uptick in this week of how, how much I'm going through for yeah. me to actually check Netflix. And yeah, I'm excited for that. It's a good sitcom show. You'll watch it. you laugh. Uh, I really like Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, so I'll catch up just to catch up. And I think this is the last season they said they're going to do, so I think this is probably the end finale. But yeah, no, I'm mm -hmm. excited for that. I'm also excited for like other things. They said the Doctor Strange movie was horrible. Yeah. Have you seen the memes? No. So, spoiler alert, I'm about to talk about Doctor Strange, except not even a spoiler alert because I can't spoil something that I don't I haven't seen. I, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but Twitter's up in arms. Apparently, there's a book in the movie that refers to like a book of spells and it's called Book of Vashanti or something like this. Vishanti, Book of Vishanti. And mm -hmm. apparently, Twitter has gone crazy. They're making mock-ups of the book, but they're putting Ashanti's <laughs> album covers on them. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like Book of Ashanti. Oh, it's, anyway, it's stupid stuff like that. But they said that movie sucks and I was excited to see it. So maybe I won't see it. That has been my week. I'm actually really happy that it was better than last week. And that's all we can hope for. What about you? What have you been up to since the last episode? Sorry, I was just thinking about... So, Grace and Frankie. Sorry, let me just not answer your question. Grace, <laughs> Grace yeah. and Frankie. Did they plan the final season? Like, did they plan for this to be the final season before they wrote it? I, I think it's something like... It wasn't from the very get-go, but I think somewhere around season three or four. Then they said around season seven is when it ended. So, yeah. in a way, kind of, yeah. Yeah, I just was thinking about that. I've still been watching, listeners can go a few episodes back and listen to me talk about Santa Clarita Diet. I've been rewatching it with my husband. Such a good show. It's so, so good. fucking funny. It's so good. 
but I know it just ends on a cliffhanger because Netflix is a motherfucker and just canceled it for no reason. And I'm about, like, I already know it's coming. I already experienced the heartbreak once and it's coming again because we're almost done watching it. Anyway, I just wanted to use your thing as a segue to complain about my thing. (laughs) So (laughs) I agree. No, I agree, though. I do think that, um, honestly, though, if they cancel this show like Grace and Frankie, Netflix is even more raggedy than I I thought. Because imagine a show with heavy hitters like Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Martin Sheen, Sam Waterston. So these are four legends. You don't cancel a show on these people because they are delivering exactly what they're supposed to deliver for this to be a good show. So yeah, if Netflix cancels this, I will protest. Mm. I'm still mad at them about Mindhunter canceling that right on a cliffhanger. I'm mad at them for Santa they Clarita Diet. Mindhunter? I think they did. Yeah, they. I think <gasps> they canceled Mindhunter. Netflix, come on. I know, raggedy. So <laughs> fucking raggedy. <laughs> very ragged (sighs) but let me talk about something i did love which you talked about was it last episode or a couple episodes ago oh it might have been two episodes ago anyway you talked recently about the movie everything everywhere all at once and made some very bold claims about how it was like one of your favorite movies now if not your favorite movie let me rephrase the way i said it i said everything everywhere all at once it's top two of my favorite movies and it's not number two and i stand by it right now it is an excellent movie i went and saw it and it is so good oh it's such a good movie such a good movie i totally agree with you honestly it's in my top favorite movies i need to rewatch it to determine the exact placement but so good so good dear listeners please go see this movie (laughs) run don't walk to your nearest theater go see this movie and you want to see it in theaters too i don't believe that there are many movies that i would push this hard to see in theaters this movie is so good go to your theater and see it please yes it is so good it's wild wild it's hilarious it's so original the acting is on point there's an actual good story there's well-developed characters among all of the craziness the costumes are amazing it's so good it's so good and i don't want to give away too many things about it because i didn't know too much going in and i think it benefits from that and also because i don't even totally know that i know how to describe it like i was trying to figure Uh out the genre (laughs) i was like uh like sci-fi kung fu action comedy (laughs) That covers a lot. Yeah, that covers a lot of the movie, actually. That's a good way to describe (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I don't need to repeat all of the points you said. Just to say, like, that was an amazing movie. I, yeah, I haven't liked a movie that much and been so excited about a movie in a long time. It was wonderful. It was such a wonderful feeling. (laughs) See, I was really nervous because a lot of the time, I hate when the the thing happens when somebody hypes something for me and I go see it and it doesn't meet a hype. So for the, like, I try not to hype stuff. But that Mm -hmm. movie, I was like, fuck it. I'm going all out on this one. I'm saying it with my full chest. Like, be damned anybody who doesn't like it but yeah i'm glad you like it i'm really happy you like it thank you for convincing me to go see it especially while it was still in theaters because what a ride (laughs) yes that was wonderful also wonderful speaking of netflix we went to the bridgerton ball experience oh you were talking about this how was it it was fabulous it was very fun really oh yeah it was so so over the top so it's basically this sort of limited run event where they've taken over this event space in dc and converted it into this like bridgerton themed ballroom and they host balls so you buy a ticket and and, you know we didn't really know a lot of what to expect honestly which was sort of fine but we got fully fully dressed up and every every guest absolutely on point every guest went completely full out costumed wow everyone was in a gown or the top hat and the cravat and the long cut oh oh 
It was so good. So like before we even got in, we're standing in the line to get in with everyone. And we were like, this is it. This is wonderful. Oh my God, this is a great idea. Yeah, people were so into it. And the whole thing was like, they had really done the decoration well. Like the whole last thing was a photo op. I think I took like 10,000 pictures (laughs) and I regret nothing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be working off these pictures for years. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And yeah, it was great. You could, you got to do like a receiving line to introduce yourself to the queen because she picked a diamond of the season at the ball. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. What does that mean? You had to go and like bow and curtsy in front of the queen, which is an act, an actor. (laughs) And she would make comments about people. And most of them were sort of like, oh, like you may be diamond material, but some of them were shady. (laughs) (laughs) Almost everyone there is in a floor length gown. And this one woman walks up in this little like mini dress. Oh no. (laughs) And the queen goes, where is the rest of the material? Material for your gown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, this person didn't understand the assignment. No, they didn't. (laughs) And the queen was on them. But we knew that by the end of the ball, she was going to name a diamond like in the show. So we're leaving the receiving line. We've done the like bows and curtsies in front of the queen. And one of the queen's handmaidens hands my husband a little card that says like, you have caught the queen's eye. You may be diamond material. Oh, wow. (laughs) Fuck me. John's going to be the diamond. What the fuck? Oh, he didn't just spend an hour doing his hair. What? (laughs) I saw the photos you posted and that coat John was wearing was the one. Just uh, He looked great. That was, it was the one. (laughs) Tell your husband I said that. That coat was the one. It was so good. I'm being salty. He looked excellent. He definitely was diamond material. Um, (laughs) I mean, I suppose, I mean, that's probably like best dressed kind of thing, right? Or similar to. I honestly don't know. So there were like a bunch of actors working the event. So like there was the queen, there were like, it was her party. There were these two dancers who were sort of playing like a love story, but they did, they danced on silks. They danced on the chandelier. Like it was, it was a performance, but I don't know how the staff pick a diamond. I think it's literally just like whoever they think has the most swag Uh. because the woman who they picked, the outfit was on point. The attitude was on point. She looked gorgeous. And they literally just like brought her up in the middle of the stage and like showered confetti on her and were like, my diamond. My (laughs) diamond. And she just like, she was like, obviously. So I think they literally just like look at the crowd and feel out vibes and are like, you, you're going to put on a good show if we put you on a stage and throw confetti at you. (laughs) I would like to go to this thing and do the absolute fucking most because I just would like to see if I could be diamond. Because, you know, yeah. you know, I'm not going to show up to this, this thing and, and half step it. I'm going to be as unnecessary as humanly possible. And I just, I, w- <laughs> I, w- I want to see, in case I don't win, I would actually be thrilled to see who would be even more unnecessary than me. Mm-hmm. Yes. This, so, yeah, I'm really, wow. Okay, you've convinced me yeah. to consider this. I Because I was considering it before, but now I'm like, okay, I need to step on this fast before, like, because if it's limited run and they end it before I get a chance to go, I'll be mad as fuck. I think you would enjoy it. It was like, the name of the game was extra. It was so fun. <laughs> My brand. <laughs> are we going to play a game today? We are playing the usual trivia. I should have known that. Theoretically easy trivia questions, which makes it worse when we don't know the answers. They better give us good questions today because I think we took an L on the last episode. We really did. Big fat L. We really L. did. <laughs> it was not. It was not good. Yep. This is one of those. Okay. Anyway, the question is, what color is the letter E in the Google logo? Mother fucker. <laughs> I kind of want to cheat, but like, can I, I just know. say red? <laughs> like, it, it would be so easy to cheat. I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. I can't know. even remember what color the G is, and I feel like that is like at the beginning. The very, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to. Okay, so I don't know. I want to say purple or red, but I could be wrong on both counts. Is there purple in the Google? Oh, maybe there is purple. Is there? I actually don't know. I, don't I know. thought it was all um, primary color, like primary colors, except for green. Like I thought it was red, yellow, blue, green. 
I could be wrong. I could really be wrong. I genuinely don't know because I'm trying to close my eyes and imagine what the Google logo is and nothing is coming to me. (laughs) Nothing. No. Watch. It's like clear or white or something. No, I... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be really upset. Oh, God. Okay, so what's your guess? I'm going to stick with red and I hope I'm right. What do you think? I'm going to go... I'm going to guess green based on nothing. All right. Let's hope one of us is right. Red! You're right! I see some good girls. I'm going to turn them out. All right, I'm happy you got that one right. Hey, we got one point. We got one point. Okay, now I need to actually see the Google logo. Why is this? Okay, on mobile, it's just showing up as all white. What is the... <laughs> yeah, let's see. I have a Google Pixel phone, actually, so phone don't let me down. I at least remembered the set of colors correctly. So the G is blue. Yes, I see it now. now. Blue, red, yellow, blue, green, red. I mean, that's going to leave my brain immediately. But... Yeah, I'm not going to remember this after this. Yeah, I'm definitely But you this. guessed correctly, and that's what counts. Shout out to my subconscious just happening to store this information without me specifically putting it there. So thank you, subconscious. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so happy because now I have a point. How we're going to do for the rest of this game, who knows? Well, I can tell from this question already that I'm at a disadvantage. I hope maybe you're not, but what does the letter B stand for in the word scuba? Mother. I was not aware. Fucker. That scuba was an acronym. Did you know that scuba? I didn't know this. First of all, this is, let me say this. This is white people activity. Me as a black person, I'm not drowning myself at the bottom of the ocean for thrill. I'm sorry. This is not something I love for myself, but. My husband wants to start scuba diving. And I was like, why do you feel the need? To have another expensive white hobby, you already rock, climb, and ski. Like, why do you have to catch them all with the expensive white hobbies? Like, can we not? Also, I'm terrified of it. I'm, like, a little bit scared of the ocean. You want me to, what? Did you, like, dive under the ocean and rely on a bunch of shit? No, no. Yeah, no. no also, you. the pressure down there, like, uh-uh. See, I already can't. No, no. I, I'm on your no. side on this one because you know how I supported uh, the rock climbing? This, I, I no. <laughs> I, I, let me just, tell him I said I'm sorry on this one, but, like... That one is very unnecessary. But I don't know what the B stands for. Buoyancy. I don't know. Because actually, it can't be buoyancy because you're sinking. Um, <laughs> uh, biodiversity. <laughs> Broom closet. Breathing? I don't know. Breathing. You know what? That would make breathe? sense. Because that's something you have to figure out how to do when you dive underwater. It's like that Ariana Grande song. Just keep breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing. <laughs> now I gotta keep, keep on breathing. Anyway. You know what? I'm going to jump on your answer because that seems like it makes sense. The B stands for breathing. Hey! hey. Oh, yeah. look at us roll. go! <laughs> roll. The full thing stands for self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. I was about to say the A has to be for apparatus. So how do you say it in America? Apparatus. It should be apparatus, <laughs> but apparatus, so sure. Come on, number three, don't take us out. <laughs> don't fail me now. The word Adam comes from the Greek Atomos, which means what? I am ashamed to say that I am in the field of science. I think I vaguely knew that at some point, that it came from Atomos, but like only in passing. Does it stand for sphere? Who knows? Does it stand for small particle? Who knows? Yeah, anything is going to be a real guess for me. Like a little bit, little guy. I can't even, like it's not even a kind of word that I feel like I could scan my brain and see if I can derive or I can derive it from something else that I know has the same. I don't know any other word like Adam. Yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't derive it from something else even if I wanted to. All right, I'm going to go with sphere or something small and round. What if yeah. it means like fruit? Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Almost. I have no idea. I'm going to go with like part, like a piece or a part. Okay. Yeah. You know what's going to be embarrassing? Both of us have a science background. <laughs> and we cannot have a definitive answer to this. This is embarrassing. This is a linguistics question. This is this is fine. Oh, does it mean God well, we were wrong. or son or brother or something? <laughs> it is indivisible. I knew that. Christy, you I actually it. fucking knew that. Ah! 
I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. I learned that in chemistry class, in honors chemistry, when I went to Paramount School. I, as soon as you said it, I can literally remember the words leaving this man's mouth when he told us this. I have learned this. Oh. My God, this reminds me. Of when we were young. Of when I learned fucking chemistry. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm embarrassed that I forgot that. Can we retroactively take credit? I'm going to. Since you know. I'm going to. I actually learned that. I actually yes. learned that. Because like that, that when I said smallest right. particle, I remember thinking it was something along those lines. That it was called that because it was just so small. But I forgot the word like is that because it's not divisible. You can't get smaller than that. Or they thought. Mm-hmm. By the way, we have since realized that there are things smaller than atoms. Mm-hmm. So indivisible. Think again, motherfucker. <laughs> you can't divide that so- shit. We've been able to split atoms. That's what fission reactions do. So, divisible? Yeah, we can divide that shit. Shut up, Greek. So that was a fucking lie. Yes, yes. They, they lied to us. They fucking lied to us. But as far as I'm concerned, we got all three questions right today. I agree. So. I agree. Look at us on a roll. I'm yes. going to congratulate myself. I am the diamond of the ball. Prance, my diamond. <laughs> so, the topic we'll be discussing today is co-workers. And I can hear the library doors opening. <laughs> we are about to read because it is what? Fundamental. Fundamental. The thing with co-workers is some of us could get lucky once in a while where we like most of our co-workers but there isn't a single one of us who likes every single one of our co-workers and if yes. you are that person who likes every one of your co-workers you're the one your co-workers hate <laughs> yeah it's honestly true. it's true if my co-workers are listening to this i love every single one of you every single one of you but between the regular <laughs> listeners who are my co-workers these motherfuckers can suck it <laughs> these motherfuckers can suck it some of my coworkers I don't fuck with. Any coworkers listening now, please assume I am talking about people from previous jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to start complaining, but what are some of the common types of coworkers? A lot of this is just going to be this similar to complaining about people, but it's so concentrated in a coworker environment. Yeah. Oh, but let's see, you've got the coworkers who have a reputation before you ever meet them of being super difficult. Yes. <laughs> just like people will make a face when you have to like, oh, well, you should go and, and you know, schedule a meeting with such and such about that and they'll give you a face you're like oh i'm so sorry that you have have to to work with (laughs) (laughs) you can't escape them every single workplace has that difficult person and actually some of those difficult people take pride in the fact that they are the difficult person oh yeah and I'm like, why? Oh, yeah. Why? This is not a. This <laughs> is not an accomplishment, my dear. So this type of coworker is a good coworker, and oh, it sucks to have a job where you don't have this one—the coworker that you can bitch about everything with, all of the shit. Like, as soon as something happens, you like lock eyes in the Zoom meeting. Like, the Teams chat comes out, and you're like, "Did you? D- yes. Just see that. Yes. Did you just hear that? <laughs> what the fuck was that?" <laughs> it is these these types of coworkers are my favorite. Because they fundamentally understand that this shit is bonkers. The funny thing about this is I have a few of these coworkers and Zoom has ruined this for everybody. I'm going to explain what I mean by this. <laughs> so prior to Panoramic, Panasonic, Pandemic Lovato, Panda Express, you would just text this person and look at them from across the room. But if everybody's mm-hmm. online on the same Zoom call and you're all remote, it's harder to do. So what we've been doing is we try to open private chats with each other mm-hmm. and then talk shit on there. Mm-hmm. Tell me why... One of my coworkers accidentally opened a private chat to send something shady to me about someone else who was talking. But the private chat she opened was directly to my boss. <laughs> I was, when they told me about it later, I, I fell all the way. Because what they said is, this person always talks so long during their presentations, yet they say nothing of value. And the way they punctuated the end of that sentence was, I don't know how the boss deals with hearing this person for an hour straight. And they sent it to my mom. 
<laughs> I was screaming. Oh no, I had a similar thing happen with, with two of my coworkers where we were in the meeting with the difficult coworker. The difficult coworker was being extremely difficult. And one of my coworkers was sharing their screen and forgot they were sharing their screen. And no. Pulled up the chat and in front of everyone on the screen wrote, I think he just likes hearing himself talk. <laughs> <laughs> So this was one person on my team pitching to a different person on my team. The difficult person is on a, a separate team. So I'm like watching watching this happen and I'm like, no, no, no. So I'm just like on mute. I'm like, hey, such and such, you're scaring, sharing your screen. I don't think you meant to pull that up. And like, <laughs> as I was like, I was like, if I try and chat them something, it's going to be too late. And so like, now I feel like I'm calling them out, but. You have uh, to, no, no, you rather, you rather do it than for them to keep going and say something even more incriminating, which by the way, what you just said is another type of coworker, the one who likes to hear themselves talk. Yeah. I have at least the thing is if you work in science, almost every scientist likes to hear themselves talk. Yes. Drives me up the fucking wall. Why? They shouldn't. Yeah, they really should. We've all heard them. And the thing is, if they are excited about what they're saying and what they're saying makes perfect sense and you're able to follow them in a very nice sequential whatever logic, it's not bad. But sometimes they just go off a fucking like watch, I am that person. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these I know that I am, and some of them I'm like, somebody probably thinks of me as this. I'm probably Let's the difficult move. person, though. Honestly, all things considered, <laughs> I'm probably the difficult person. I'm also the one who yeah, everybody bitches about stuff, too, because they know that I'm willing and ready to bitch about anything. Some of the difficult people are difficult and useful. Some of them right. are just difficult for the sake, like, well, they're all difficult for the sake of being difficult. But some of them are difficult and, <laughs> and useless. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've got the coworker who knows all of the office gossip. <laughs> I love that person. Everything. They know everything. How did they know it? I don't know. I have such a coworker and I love hearing stuff from them because they know all the tea and they always spill it good. Because sometimes you get an, a passive aggressive email that's sent to like the whole building and mm -hmm. you're like, wait, why did they send this email? Who fucked up really badly? I just go straight to the person I'm like, what's the tea? And they're like, let me tell you what the exact tea is. And they tell you exactly mm -hmm. who fucked up, at what time they fucked up, how badly they fucked up. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's another coworker, the one who consistently fucks up yes <laughs> there's that there's that person there's always that person that person at one of my jobs was the person in charge of running the slides at every staff meeting every two weeks every staff meeting oh, they fuck fucked up. up the slides yeah every time every single one they'd fuck up sharing they'd fuck up the formatting <laughs> i was like how how why you've been doing this every other week for years how are you still fucking yep and there's always the one who's bad at technology yes I hate to yes. say, it. see, I might oh, be this man. person, low key. I really shouldn't be talking shit. But if it's not a young person, it's almost always a boomer. <laughs> we have been doing this Panasonic Zoom shit for what, two years now? There's still somebody who doesn't know how to share the screen to present. Mm -hmm. Always. Yep. This person always. will never figure out how to share the screen. They're like, oh, this person will never figure out how to unmute their microphone. This person will never figure out how to mute their microphone. This person is just constantly fucking up because they just don't know how this technology thing works. And I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, it's been two years. Every week we do this shit. Yes. Why are you still struggling? Why? Watch, when I get older, I would be this person. I feel so sorry already. <laughs> Whoever's going to work with me in the future, please have some grace. This I know I am. This is every job. I very quickly turn into this coworker. The jaded coworker, the grouchy coworker. <laughs> same, the same. Because work. Who wants to do it? Nobody wants no. to do the work. And the thing is, if we are forced to do the work, why does there have to be so many roadblocks to actually do the work? That's the shit that jades you really fast. Because you're like, I know I have to work. It's kind of like we all have to do it. Whatever. And then you go do the work, and there are just things 
that make that work unnecessarily more difficult. You're like, what the fuck, man? I was definitely this in academia, which was totally fair, but I was also like, ah, oh, like, you know, grad school trauma, like working long hours, like I'm gonna start fresh in the new job. And I did, and I was excited about the new job, but the new job is in government and nobody's pretending like the government doesn't have some bullshit, makes everything more difficult than it needs to be. So much more difficult. And so somebody will be like, oh, well, can we try this? And I'm like, sure, you can try that if you wanna waste six months of your time in sanity. Like, absolutely, it's not gonna work. <laughs> It should work. It's a good idea, but it's not going to. So let me save you six months of your time. <laughs> and I sound so negative, but I'm like, <laughs> I promise you I'm doing you a favor. I'm the person who, if you interview at the job, you're excited for the job. I'm like, mm, maybe adjust your expectations, my dear. Maybe adjust them because you're a little too excited for this. You don't know what you're... <laughs> I know like it's your interview day and you're supposed to act excited, but... Mm. It's too much. <laughs> I don't know if people appreciate that about me or find it annoying. I appreciate people yeah. like that. Look, the person who I do too. is, yeah, if I go to a place, like the person who's really honest and like, all right, these are the things that are just going to be fucky. Like these are the things I'd be like, you know what? Thanks for the heads up, man. Because like, I need this information. I must know this thing. <laughs> I'm trying not to be, but a lot of times I'm this one too. Although there's people that are worse this one than I am, but the constantly overwhelmed coworker, like anytime you talk to them, they're like at the end of their rope. That's me. Every week on this <laughs> podcast, I'm going through it. Always and forever. <laughs> yeah, part of that is trauma. I'm trying not to be this coworker anymore. Actually, in my like in my current job, I do. I'll I'll, sh I'll shout her out because it's a positive thing. My current boss. I was getting really overwhelmed with my workload because I just kept saying yes to things, and she was trying to. She was like, "We need to lessen your workload," and I was like, "No, it's fine." And she finally convinced me, like, "Yes, we need to lessen your workload." And every single thing she tried to take off my plate, she was like, "Oh, we can give this to your coworker, such and such." And I was like, "No, no, no!" Like, "Oh, I'm sure they're so busy." Like, "So, though, they're so busy." And she like looks me down in the eyes and is like, "No, this your." the one that's this busy and overwhelmed it's not normal and it's just you the rest of the team is fine take some things off your plate i was like oh wow shout out to your boss man <laughs> it was great going forward though like when i have more leverage to say no to things i'm taking every opportunity to say no i really want that and i like when i look at my like the people in my office who are at higher levels than me I get worried because all of them, and in my office, they've been trying to very consistently be like, you need balance, like we want to like help with your workload, like da da da. And it seems like they mean it. They've been doing some things that indicate that they do actually mean it, but none of the leadership in my office actually models that. All right. of them are completely overwhelmed all of the time. And they're like, they come into meetings like totally harried. They're like last minute everything. Like, I'm like, you guys theoretically have the, like, you should be able to delegate things and like say no to things. Like I'd like money, but I don't want to be promoted if it's going to be that. <laughs> right. Some people wear it better than others, but I don't yeah. think there is a single high functioning person in leadership who isn't dancing it out. Mm -hmm. And funny yep. thing is, at this point, we are either close to being those people or we are those people. I which don't is, want. I don't, we, don't, <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't want this for ourselves, but no. this is the life that we hope to pray for. I can't confirm this because I'm not that high up, but I think it's really a middle management thing. Like, I think there is a point when you get high enough up in leadership right. that you're like important enough that people are like, oh, actually, we don't need to bother them with this. And like, oh, actually, we need to set up a process to make this easier for such and such because you're like high enough up in leadership. Oh, I see, but yeah. I feel like there's a there's a middle management point where like you're responsible for so many things, but you're still like accountable to so many people like up the chain who are expecting you to do it. But like, I feel like it's an awkward position and I'd like to skip it and just go right to being in charge where I have people to do everything for me. I was at a job interview and the interviewer was asking me, so what do you do when you're at a point and um, you know, there, there are a lot of conflicting deadlines and responsibilities. And I looked her dead in the eye and I said, that won't happen because I'll say no. Yeah, I'll say no. Like if you give me two conflicting deadlines, I will just show up at your door and say, 
which one of these mm-hmm. i can't do both you tell me which one you want me to prioritize and i said yeah. i set my schedule in advance even now i set my schedule a week in advance i know what i'm supposed to be doing a week from now if you throw a monkey wrench in the thing i just double back and say look this is what was supposed to be done at that time and you've put this new thing in which do you want me to do i'm not doing both i'm not running myself ragged she looked at me surprised i was like Yes, my dear. If what I said is the reason you don't give me this job, then fuck off. Fuck off. But yeah. like, I've reached the point where I'm not going to be like in an interview saying, oh, yeah, I'll do both of them. I'll do- I will I won't. And I, I don't mm-hmm. feel the need to lie to you at the interview. That's something I appreciate in a coworker. And like if people were smart and not so up their own ass about like being hardworking, the last thing I want is to delegate something to someone and then be like, that's totally fine. I can definitely do that. And then not actually be able to do it. Yes. I would much rather them ha- say, no, I don't have the capacity for that. And then I can figure out some other way to actually get it done than to hand it off and come back a week or, what, or two weeks or a month later expecting you to have it done. There is also the coworker who's always late. Do you want to guess who that person is? It's me. I'm every woman. It's all in me. I'm always late. I'm always oh, fucking late. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be to lunch. I'm late to lunch. It could be to a meeting. I'm late to the meeting. Now, if you are a future employee and want to hire me, this is exactly the reason you should hire me because I'm late to things. Let me explain what I'm telling you. A lot of the times like the first thing it, it's a carryover effect if i'm late to the first thing of the day it's just going to carry over to the rest of the day this is very easy to do mm-hmm. but a lot of times my lateness is a blessing to whoever i'm being late to see because if i didn't care about something i'd be on time to that thing <laughs> honestly there are a lot of things that are required that i have to show up to i love those things because i don't care i could just be a zombie and just mm-hmm. plop myself when the time hits but if it's mm-hmm. something that i'm required to be alert contribute i take as much time as possible to prepare for that thing which usually means i am preparing to the t to the very exact second that i arrive to the thing so by the time i get there you are guaranteed that i know the thing in and out and even if i miss the first five minutes of the thing when i show up there you know i'm alert and i'm present and i'm on everything that's said there so yeah i'm always late and i don't apologize for it anymore there's the one like you said the one who's completely overwhelmed but this specific one is the one who has the kid slash the car problems you know you have that coworker. <laughs> This yes. motherfucker always has a child or a car problem. Oh, I'm so sorry. My oh, kid has to go to fucking this. Oh, I'm so sorry. My car did that. Oh. And I'm like, I didn't ask you to have kids. And maybe you should fucking buy a new car. There's always that fucking person. They're also the people with the unruly pets. Like, they just... <laughs> this has been a thing for Zoom. This was not a thing before. There's one coworker who has birds. And you oh, just no. hear them constantly in the background. And another one who has cats that just yowl. And every video comes like, I'm so sorry, my cats. Your cats have been on this bullshit for a year. <laughs> but the kid and the car problems, that really is. And those people, like, I wouldn't want to know them outside of work. Actually, I don't even want to know them at work. Imagine how disorganized <laughs> and unruly your life has to be that, like, your kid and car problems just never end there's never a week that you don't have either it's yes. just a fu- so anyway what are some of your pet peeves with co-workers i fucking hate everything about them so <laughs> having co-workers is like having roommates that you cannot confront about their bullshit mm. because so this is very specific to science environment right there are people who literally leave such a mess mm-hmm. say for instance if, you, if you're in a laboratory a lab then there are people who don't wash their own glassware. There are people who leave all sorts of stuff crusted onto the tables, into the working hoods and stuff like that. And these people, you can't just be reckless and tell them what the fuck. So you have to send these low-key passive-aggressive emails to be like, oh, just as a reminder, if you fill up the biohazard box, maybe you should pack it up and put the next... Meanwhile, if this is somebody who I lived with, I would be down their throat fucking slap. So there are those coworkers I fucking hate hate those that's my, my like my one pet peeve is working in a very disorganized space mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. constantly create a disorganized space now for most office places as long as you're not working close to their desk you don't mind but in science mm-hmm. there a lot of the equipment is shared so you can't get around this that's one 
to one of my pet peeves is people who in the morning choose to take up unnecessary. So I walk into the building. I haven't been in the building for five minutes and you come have some <laughs> bullshit, long-winded conversation with me. Yes. Oh, fuck off. You can see them coming across the room, their cup of coffee and you see them coming for you and you're like, please, no, like, look, look how busy I look. Like, please I, don't. Go away. Come engage with me. I, I start running away. Or if there's a door to shut, I will shut that door. Uh, because I, I can't I can't do it. I There's no reason for that. We're about to complain about the same shit. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, there's always that coworker in a meeting that derails the fucking meeting by asking the stupidest shit. Yes. And you're just like, were you not paying attention? Or are you dumb? Like... Which yes. is it? It could be both, but what the fuck? Yeah, that comes in a few different flavors, but it is. Like, sometimes it's like, oh, you've been doing this job so long, that is a really basic thing you would need to know to be good at this job, and wow, you don't know it. Yep. Some of them are that. I get these all the time. Because everyone has the coworkers who are bad at technology, I've learned that it's a really bad idea to give the impression that you're good with technology. Because then they will come to you. Yes. And you get shit like, they'll be like, how do I change the color of the font in PowerPoint? Uh, ask Google! Don't ask me! Go away! Right. How do I use the scheduling thing in Outlook. Go away. This is not my job. It's not my job to teach you how to do your job. The know-it-all. Mm. There's mm. that co-worker who swears they know it all. And chances are, they're wrong. And they say it so wrong confidently. And you're just like, yes, you're actually incorrect. Maybe shut the fuck yes. up. Maybe. <laughs> How about you? Mm -hmm. What are some of your pet peeves of coworkers? So many of the same ones. Un unsurprisingly, a lot of ours overlap. The chatty, the chatty people who. So many of these, I'm like, I am so glad to be out of the office, like out of the physical office. Yeah. It's much easier to escape that chatty person who you're right is usually like it's like first thing in the morning, but sometimes it's other times, and it's like you like no matter what you do to signal like okay, I I'd like to I'd like to get to work not because I want to do this work, but because I want to get it done and leave. It's worse, especially if it's the end of your workday. You are literally oh, yeah. shutting your stuff down. You're about to grab your keys and bolt out the door then they catch you and you're like fuck me <laughs> yeah Oh, You're God. Like, oh, here we go. Here's another 30 minutes of my time wasted. I also just don't feel like dealing with people's poor hygiene. Yeah. Which is another reason, like, there's a pancreatitis here right now, like, still. And, like, I don't. I saw y'all motherfuckers in here before, like, blowing your nose on a million tissues and then scattering them all over a conference room table <laughs> or, like, clipping your nails in your little cubicle. Like, please, can we, like, no. I don't want to go back to being near these people. Ah, oh, God, I'm remembering some of these now and I just, I want to barf. Yep. There's a guy who used to... This is not even a hygiene thing. This is just a bad habit thing. There's a guy who used to clear the phlegm from his throat. Like, oh, I'm not God. kidding you. 15 times in a minute. Oh, no. I could just be sitting oh. there. But, oh, 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 the whole fucking time at the work day. And the thing is like, because I'm not high management enough to have my own dedicated office. I have to sit in the bullpen with yep. this motherfucker hacking up a lung. This is, first of all, this is pre-pandemic. Thank God. But still, I would just be like, shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> like what is your fucking problem or people who would like have um they'd have several uh cups of coffee throughout the day and they'd leave every single one in the office sink and every single yes. one would be a brown as fuck or they'd have mm. their leftover food in the office fridge for another week and it's rotting yeah. in there and you're just like i'm sorry i know you don't have home training but this isn't your home like <laughs> maybe don't do you feel the need to be friends with your co-workers no absolutely not <laughs> I definitely do not feel the need to be friends with my coworkers. However, I don't feel the need to be unnecessarily rude and reckless, unless it's called for, in which case I will be <laughs> rude and reckless. Honestly, I don't care. Like this whole thing where they're like, oh, we are a family. We all were. I mean, no, 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 no. I am here for the purpose of earning a living. Yes. Whatever that entails is to be in my job description. My job description didn't say we should be friends. <laughs> it didn't say so. We are going to walk together for the same common purpose, but we're not friends. There are people that I will be friendly with in case our personalities mesh and kind of stuff. Even those people, yeah. some people 
think that my very straightforward, no-nonsense approach of saying exactly what I think is funny. And they're like, ah, ha, 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 ha. I was like, no, motherfucker. I didn't say that as a joke. I said that because I want you to get the fuck away from me. I realized one of those said coworkers who just didn't understand that I didn't like them and they just thought what I said was always funny was a Trump supporter. This was back when Trump got elected. And they came over thinking we're buddy buddy friends. They were celebrating the morning that Trump got elected. You know what Trump? I, I was like, oh, get no. away from me. I literally get the fuck away from me. They're like, ah, I was like, ah, I'm not kidding. Bitch, move. <laughs> I'm like, actually, move. <laughs> Because, like, I'm not friends with you. Again, we're co-workers. It's people who have those kinds of mindsets. I'm like, yeah, I'm forced to be here to earn a living with your dumbass. But certainly we are not friends. And I don't feel the need to be friends with you. It's really like, no, it hasn't been the case where I've been the one who left the job. It's been the case that somebody else has left the job. And they're like, oh, we should yep. still hang out. I was like, no, motherfucker. I ain't like no. you when we're co-workers. Do you think I'm going to take time out of? They're not pay Like, now nobody's paying me to see you. You want me to continue to see you? No, we're not friends. Exactly. I feel exactly the same. Like, I, I like to be friendly with my coworkers. Like, I don't want to have a super formal right. relationship with them. Although some people, you need that. Like, you have to manage them that way. But I, I need the flexibility to do that. Like, to be formal with someone for whatever reason. But if I if I can, if they're nice people, I like to be friendly and, like, joke and send gifs. And, like, if someone makes a mistake, it's easier to sort of go back and forth about it if you're friendly. But friendly does not mean we are friends. Right. I have friends. I have a great... Like I have, I have my own life that is not tied to this job, which is just what I do to make money. I don't need to rely on my job as a source of potential friends. Yep. Like I don't, and I don't want to. It's, it doesn't make sense as a place to rely on as a source of friends. Like, and it creates problems potentially if I'm friends with you people. Like I don't, I don't need it. If it happens, like if I happen to meet a person through this job who becomes a great friend, wonderful. But I do not, I don't. How much about you and your life do you think is appropriate to share with your coworkers? Not a lot. Familiarity breeds contempt, <laughs> as the English proverb goes. It really does. I believe in that. Again, I'm a very open person. I don't think, you know, I really should hide anything. But the, the friends that I have that I feel comfortable complaining about stuff to are the friends that I will complain at work, especially because, mm -hmm. like, I was actually surprised I didn't learn this sooner in my life. If something good happens to you, people can sometimes be happy for you but for the like the most you can hope for is that they're indifferent and they don't give a fuck mm. if something bad happens to you people are mostly happy that that bad thing didn't happen to them so better you than them mm. so if you're volunteering this information of the bad thing that has happened to you to people and the people just generally don't really fuck with you like that they're just like wow gee that sucks but i'm happy it's not me so <laughs> they really don't care about you so why are you volunteering this information to these people it's not the mm -hmm. case where when you volunteer this information with them they can do something to help you because these are co-workers remember they don't give a fuck about you so why are you volunteering things about your life to them <laughs> now if it's something that's like a serious thing where like your your boss probably has to know it that makes sense but just volunteering it because then at that point if you're volunteering to everybody that information it just seems like you're making excuses as to why your work sucks it just it feels like you volunteering that information does not serve you for the purpose of the job so you have to be really careful about what information you volunteer to people because then that's ammunition they could use so what do you think about that in general i think people tend to overshare and i don't feel the need to share as much information or people like ask like people you'll share try and share something like very surface level and people will start like asking further uh -huh. like no 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 <laughs> I, I told you what i wanted to tell you like no you're gonna get the things that you don't need to know or don't want to hear i will say there is something too we talked a few episodes ago about code switching and the fact that it is a 
big mental load to have to code switch. So I do believe there's something to people. I'm not going to give the whole bullshit line about like, bring your whole self to work because no one can. But like, there is something to be said about like being able to be authentic and not having to do a shit ton of code switching because it actually like is better for your mental health than like your ability to do your job. Oh, yeah. So sometimes there's things like I feel like I'd like my coworkers to know this about me so that I don't have to like pretend it's not a thing. Oh, I see. I see. That makes sense. If I'm dating somebody and they're sending gifts to my workplace, like chocolates and flowers and stuff like that, when I get home, I'm beating your fucking ass. Because I'm not asking, you know what I mean? I'm not answering a million mm -hmm. questions to my coworkers as to who sent me that. Like, they don't have right. to know how much your coworkers affect how much you like or dislike your job. A lot. <laughs> a lot. I agree. Having good coworkers helps, but only so much. Yeah. Having bad coworkers though, that can be so bad. Even just a few really bad coworkers can just sink the whole thing. Yep. When I used to work a few years ago at this other place, the amount that they were paying me was like something like 20th to 25th percentile. Mm. Meaning I was grossly underpaid. Yes. But I didn't mind it so much because A, my boss was fucking excellent. I miss that mm. woman. She hands down one of my favorite bosses ever. And my coworkers, we used to joke with each other, saying to each other, this is just adult daycare, honestly. <laughs> because that was the kind of environment we worked in. We all mm -hmm. would just kiki, get the job done. And I wouldn't mind staying late because the people I would be staying late to work with were pleasant to be around. And I didn't mm -hmm. mind that I got, well, I, eventually I started to mind because like, they promote you three times, but the money wouldn't go with the promotion. So I'm like, you're giving me more work on top of not being paid nearly enough. Yeah, no. Having good coworkers really helps. You can you can thug out mm -hmm. a whole bunch of bullshit if you have good coworkers. But even if the money yeah. is good and your coworkers are shit, yeah, the money won't make up for it. It really doesn't. Yep, it's always a balancing act. But I so much value the like. And again, it doesn't. We don't need to be best friends. It just needs to be like a healthy working relationship like <laughs> yeah if we can have like like if i feel like i can actually communicate with you actually ugh. yeah that i guess that in the same part having a, a good boss yes because if yeah. you have a shitty boss i think that kind of sets the tone of what kind of coworkers you're gonna have yeah on my current team we've been um i will say and this is not just to like look at on the podcast like the, the team i'm working with right now are like some of my favorite coworkers and my favorite like boss that i've ever had yeah. And we've been hiring new positions for our team, and we are all so protective of it. We're like, we do not want to bring somebody on this team who's going to fuck this dynamic. Like, If I step into a place and it looks like things are a little left, mm -hmm. I also go through the interview process. I will still wait for the offer later. I will still ring you out for as much money as possible, and then I'll say, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> because like, yeah. the money won't make up for it. I don't want to come into mm -hmm. work every morning with like already a blistering headache. Like I have to deal with these motherfuckers every day. Ooh, this is just another phrase. Like I think all the listeners know at this point how we feel about this phrase. People would be like, it's my dream job. Like it doesn't matter who I work with. Like I'm so passionate about the work. Lies. It's my dream job. No. Whoever says that, that is peak mental illness. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Your dream job? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. What even is that? I feel like I only hear that from people like just out of college. I feel like the work world beats that out of people pretty quickly <laughs> yeah that's one the, as soon as you start really working and realizing what bullshit this whole fucking thing is you're like you want a career or not a job well fuck off mm -hmm. who wants to do any kind of labor whatsoever you can <laughs> sugarcoat it a, a pig and lipstick is still a fucking goddamn pig nobody wants this there is no such thing as a dream job which means if you have to do something to earn a living you have to at least be able to tolerate on some level the people you work with mm -hmm. you have to at least be able to tolerate the people at your job otherwise that job will fucking drain you more than it would otherwise so that concludes our episode on Coworkers. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future. Next week, we'll be talking about hobbies. Until then, good luck. Good luck.